Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in Hyatt, Anglo-Saxon for Haven, or Anglo-Saxon of Hyatt is Haven, right here in Kent, southeast England, in a world so complicated that Everyone is absorbed in so many problems. And the solutions to the problems is extremely simple. So simple, we tend to miss it. And that is that if we just hear, without argument, without speculating about it, if we just hear with open mind and open heart, with faith, and uh, affection, the pastimes of Krishna, all our problems are solved. Of course, it takes time for us to assimilate and realize that the lifestyle of the Krishna's world is the real lifestyle, and that the so-called progress of modern civilization is not progress at all. It's causing so many problems on the, on the, in the earth, both individually and collectively. So much mental disease, so much disease, period. So much social unrest, political unrest, economic uncertainty. It's just a labyrinth of uh, difficulties, this material world. But if we do this every day, just here, with faith and love, Krishna's instructions, Krishna's pastimes, uh, all our problems will be solved. So before we get to that solution, we're going to hear the glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam <clears throat> by Sanatana Goswami. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipiyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems, of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin 
Madguro man mahadana, Manistadaka mad bhagya, mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Sadhu, sadhu tadayin, atini chotitakara, hanamun chakadachin mam, prem narit kantayospura. O bestower of saintly, saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, continuing with the pastimes of Sri Krishna in Vrindavan, one after the other. We've reached the 11th chapter of the Krishna book, Supreme Personality of Godhead, the wonderful summary study by Srila Prabhupada, the 10th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Killing the demons, Vatsasura and Bakasura. When the twin Arjuna trees fell to the ground, making a great sound like the falling of thunderbolts, <clears throat> the inhabitants of Gokula, including Nanda Maharaj, immediately came to the spot. They were very much astonished to see how the two great trees had suddenly fallen. Because they could find no reason for their falling down, they were puzzled. When they saw child Krishna bound up to the wooden mortar by the ropes of Mother Yashoda, they thought that it must have been caused by some demon. Otherwise, how was it possible? At the same time, they were very much perturbed because such uncommon incidents were always happening to child Krishna. While the cowherd, while the cowherd men were thus contemplating, the small children who were playing there informed the men that the trees had fallen because Krishna had pulled the wooden mortar with the rope binding him. Krishna came in between the two trees, they explained, and the wooden mortar was topsy-turvied and stuck in between the trees. Krishna pulled the rope and the trees fell down. When the trees, two, when the two, when the trees fell down, two dazzling men came out of the trees and they said something to Krishna. Most of the cowherd men did not believe the statement of the children. They could not believe that such things were at all possible. Some of the men, however, believed them and told Nanda Maharaj, your child is different from all other children. He just might have done it. Nanda Maharaj smiled to hear about the extraordinary abilities of his son. He came forward and untied the knot just to free his wonderful child. After being freed by Nanda Maharaj, 
Krishna was taken under the laps of the elder gopis. They took him away to the courtyard of the house and began to clap, praising his wonderful activities. Krishna danced along with their clapping, just like an ordinary child. The Supreme Lord, being completely controlled by the gopis, sang and danced just like a puppet in their hands. Sometimes Madhya Yashoda used to ask Krishna to bring her a wooden plank for sitting, although the wooden plank was too heavy to be carried by a child. Still, somehow or other, Krishna would bring it to his mother. Sometimes his father, while worshipping Narayana, would ask him to bring his wooden slippers, and Krishna, with great difficulty, would put the slippers on his head and bring them to his father. When he was asked to lift some heavy article and was unable to lift it, he would simply move his arms. In this way, daily, at every moment, he was a reservoir of all pleasure for his parents. The Lord was exhibiting such childish dealings with the inhabitants of Vrindavan because he wanted to show the great philosophers and sages searching after the Absolute Truth, how the Supreme Absolute Truth, Personality of Godhead, is controlled by and subject to the desires of his pure devotees. One day, a fruit vendor came before the house of Nanda Maharaj. Upon hearing the vendor call, If anyone wants fruits, please come and take them for me. Child Krishna immediately took some grains in his palms and went to get fruits in exchange. In those days, exchange was by barter. Therefore, Krishna might have seen his parents acquire fruits and other things by bartering grain. And so he imitated. But his palms were very small and he was not very careful to hold the grains tight, so he was dropping them. The vendor who came to sell fruits saw this and was very much captivated by the beauty of the Lord. So she immediately accepted whatever few grains were left in his palms and filled his hands with fruits. <laughs> in the meantime, the vendor saw that her whole basket of fruit had become filled with jewels. The Lord is the bestower of all benedictions. If someone gives something to the Lord, he is not the loser. He is the gainer by a million times. One day, Lord Krishna, the liberator of the twin Arjun trees, was playing with Balaram and the other children on the bank of the Yamuna, and because it was already late in the morning, Rohini, the mother of Balaram, went to call them back home. But Balarama and Krishna were so engrossed in playing with their friends that they did not wish to go back. They just engaged themselves in playing more and more. When Rohini was unable to take them back home, she went home and sent Mother Yashoda to call them again. Mother Yashoda was so affectionate toward her son that as soon as she came out to call him back home, her breasts filled up with milk. She loudly cried, My dear child, please come back home. Your time for lunch is already past. 
She then said, My dear Krishna, O my dear lotus-eyed child, please come and suck my breast. You have played enough. You must be very hungry, my dear little child. You must be tired from playing for so long. She also addressed Balarama thus, My dear Rama, the glory of your family, my dear child, please come back with your younger brother Krishna immediately. You have been engaged in playing since early morning and you must be very tired. Please, come back and take your lunch at home. Your father Nanda, Nandaraj is waiting for you. He has to eat, so you must come back so that he can eat. As soon as Krishna and Balarama heard that Nanda Maharaj was waiting for them and could not take his food in their absence, they started to return. Their playmates complained, Krishna is leaving us just at the point when our playing is at the summit. Next time, we shall not allow him to leave. His playmates then threatened not to allow him to play with them again. Krishna became afraid and instead of going back home, he went back again to play with the boys. <clears throat> At that time, Madhya Shoda scolded the children and told Krishna, My dear Krishna, do you think that you are a street boy? You have no home? Please come back to your home. I see that your body has become very dirty from playing since early morning. Now come home and take your bath. Besides, today is your birthday ceremony. Therefore, you should come back home and give cows and charity to the brahmanas. Don't you see how your playmates are decorated with ornaments by their mothers? You should also be cleansed and decorated with nice dress and ornaments. Please, therefore, come back, take your bath, dress yourself nicely, and then again you may go on playing. In this way, Madhya Shodra called back Lord Krishna and Balarama, who were worshipable by great demigods like Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva. She was thinking of them as her children. When Madhya Shodha's children, Krishna and Balarama, came home, she bathed them very nicely and dressed them with ornaments. She then called for the Brahmanas, and through her children she gave many cows in charity for the occasion of Krishna's birthday. In this way she performed the birthday ceremony of Krishna at home. After this incident, all the elder cowherd men assembled together and Nanda Maharaj presided. They consulted amongst themselves how to stop the great disturbances in Mahavan on, on account of the demons. In this meeting, Upananda, the brother of Nanda Maharaj, was present. He was considered to be learned and experienced, and he was a well-wisher of Krishna and Balarama. He was a leader, and he addressed the meeting as follows. My dear friends, now we should leave here for another place, because we are continually finding that great demons are coming here to disturb the peaceful situation, and they are especially attempting to kill the small children. Just consider Putana and Krishna. It was simply by the grace of Lord Hari 
that Krishna was saved from the hands of such a great demon. Next, the whirlwind demon took Krishna away into the sky, but by the grace of Lord Hari, he was saved, and the demon fell down on a stone slab and died. Very recently, this child was playing between two trees, and the trees fell down violently, and yet there was no injury to the child. So Lord Hari saved him again. So imagine the calamity if this child or any other child playing with him were crushed by the falling tree, trees. Considering all these incidents, we must conclude that this place is no longer safe. Let us leave. We have all been saved from different calamities by the grace of Lord Hari. Now we should be cautious and leave this place and reside somewhere where we can live peacefully. I think that we should all go to the forest known as Vrindavan, where just now there are newly grown plants and herbs. It is very suitable for pasturing ground for our cows and we, and we and our families. The gopis with their children can very peacefully live there. Near Vrindavan is Govardhan Hill, which is very beautiful and there are newly grown grass and fodder for the animals. So there will be no difficulty in living there. I therefore suggest that we start immediately for that beautiful place as there is no need to waste any more time. Let us prepare all our carts immediately and if you like, let us go, keeping all the cows in front. On hearing the statement, of Upananda. All the cowherd men immediately agreed, let us immediately go there. Everyone then loaded all their household furniture and utensils under the carts and prepared to go to Vrindavan. All the children, women and old men of the village were arranged on seats and the cowherd men equipped themselves with bows and arrows to follow the carts. All the cows and bulls were placed in front along with their calves and the men with their bows and arrows surrounded the herds and carts and began to blow on their horns and bugles. In this way, with tumultuous sound, they started for Vrindavan. And who can describe the damsels of Braja? They were all seated on the carts and were very beautifully dressed with ornaments and costly saris. They chanted the pastimes of child Krishna as usual. Mother Yashoda and Mother Rohini were seated on a separate cart and Krishna and Balarama were seated on their laps. While Mother Rohini and Yashoda were riding on the cart, they talked to Krishna and Balarama and feeling the pleasure of such talks, they looked very, very Beautiful. In this way, after reaching Vrindavan, <clears throat> where everyone lives eternally, very peacefully and happily, they encircled Vrindavan, drew all the carts together in a half circle, and in this way constructed a temporary residence. When Krishna and Balarama saw the beautiful appearance of Vrindavan, Govardhan Hill, and the banks of the river Yamuna, they felt 
very happy. As they grew up, they began talking with their parents and others in childish language. And thus, they gave great pleasure to all the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Soon Krishna and Balarama had grown sufficiently to be given charge of the calves. Cowherd boys, from the beginning of their childhood, are trained to take care of the cows, and their first responsibility is to take care of the little calves. So along with the other little cowherd boys, Krishna and Balarama went into the pasturing ground and took charge of the calves. And there they played with their playmates. While taking charge of the calves, sometimes the two brothers played on their flutes, and sometimes they played with amalaka fruits and bale fruits, just as small children play with bowls. Sometimes they danced and made tinkling sounds with their ankle bells. Sometimes they made themselves into bulls and cows by covering themselves with blankets. <laughs> Thus, Krishna and Balarama played. The two brothers also used to imitate the sounds of bulls and cows and play like two bulls fighting. Sometimes they used to imitate the sounds of various animals and birds. In this way, they enjoyed their childhood pastimes, apparently like ordinary, mundane children. Once, when Krishna and Balarama were playing on the bank of the Yamuna, a demon named Vatsasura assumed the shape of a calf and came there intending to kill the brothers. I think just I to, yeah, yeah. By taking the shape of a calf, the demon could mingle with the other calves. Krishna, however, specifically noticed this and he immediately alerted Balarama about the entrance of the demon. Both brothers then silently approached him. Krishna caught hold of the demon calf by the two hind legs and tail, whipped him around very forcibly and threw him up to an, in, into a tree. The demon lost his life and fell down from the top of the tree to the ground. When the demon lay dead on the ground, all the playmates of Krishna congratulated him. Well done! Well done! <laughs> and the demigods in the sky showered flowers with great satisfaction. In this way, the maintainers of the complete creation, Krishna and Balarama, used to take care of the calves every day, beginning in the morning, and thus they enjoyed their childhood pastimes as cowherd boys in Vrindavan. One day, all the cowherd boys went to the bank of the river Yamuna to water their calves. When the calves drank water from the Yamuna, the boys also drank. After drinking, when they were sitting on the bank of the river, they saw a huge animal which looked something like a heron and was as big as a hill. Its top was as strong as a thunderbolt. When they saw that unusual animal, they became afraid of it. The name of this beast was Bakasura, and he was a friend of Kangsa's. He appeared on the scene suddenly and immediately attacked Krishna with his pointed sharp beak, 
and quickly swallowed him up. Oh. When Krishna was thus swallowed, all the boys headed by Balarama became almost breathless as if they had died. But when the Bhakasura demon was swallowing up Krishna, he felt a burning, fiery sensation in his throat. This was due to the glowing effulgence of Krishna. The demon quickly threw Krishna up and tried to kill him by pinching him with his beak. Bhakasura did not know that although Krishna was playing the part of a child of Nanda Maharaj, he was still the original father of Lord Brahma, the creator of the universe. Madhya Shoda's child, who is, who is the reservoir of pleasure for the demigods and who is the maintainer of saintly persons, caught hold of the great gigantic heron by the two halves of his beak and before his cowherd boyfriends bifurcated his mouth just as a child very easily splits a blade of grass. From the sky, the denizens of the heavenly planets showered flowers like the malika, the most fragrant of all flowers, as a token of their congratulations. Accompanying the showers of flowers was a vibration of bugles, <clears throat> drums and conch shells. When the boys saw the showering of flowers, and heard the celestial sounds, they became struck with wonder. And when they saw Krishna freed from the mouth of the great demon Bakasura, all of them, including Balarama, were so pleased that it seemed as if they had regained their very source of life. As soon as they saw Krishna coming toward them, they one after another embraced the son of Nanda, Nanda and held him to their chests. After this, they assembled all the calves under their charge and began to return home. When they arrived home, they spoke of the wonderful activities of the son of Nanda. When the gopis and cowherd men all heard the story from the boys, they felt great happiness because naturally they loved Krishna and by hearing about his glories, in victorious activities, they became still more affectionate toward him. Thinking that child Krishna had been saved from the mouth of death, they looked upon his face with great love and affection. They were full of anxiety and could not turn their faces from the vision of Krishna. <clears throat> the gopis and the men began to converse amongst themselves about how wonderful it was that child Krishna <clears throat> had been attacked in so many ways and so many times by so many demons. And yet the demons themselves had been killed and Krishna had remained uninjured. They continued to converse amongst themselves about how so many so many great demons in such fierce bodies had attacked Krishna to kill him, but by the grace of Hari had not been able to cause even a slight injury. Rather, they had died like small flies in a fire. Thus they remembered the words of Gargamuni, 
who had foretold by dint of his vast knowledge of the Vedas and astrology that this boy would be attacked by many demons. Now they were actually seeing that this was coming true, word for word. All the cowherd men, including Nanda Maharaj, used to talk of the wonderful activities of Lord Krishna and Balarama, and they were always so much absorbed in those talks that they forgot the threefold miseries of this material existence. This is the effect of Krishna consciousness. What was enjoyed 5,000 years ago by Nanda Maharaj can still be enjoyed by Krishna conscious persons simply by talking about the transcendental pastimes of Krishna and his associates. Thus, Balarama and Krishna enjoyed their childhood pastimes imitating Lord Ramachandra's monkeys who constructed a bridge over the ocean and Hanuman who jumped over the water to Ceylon. They used to imitate such pastimes among their friends and so happily passed their childhood life. Thus, in the Bhaktivedanta purport of the 11th chapter of Krishna, killing the demons, Vatsasura and Bhakasura. Jai Sri Krishna. Shri Balaramji, the coward boys of Vrindavan, and boo to all the demons that Kangsa sent. Big boo to Kangsa. Hare Krishna. I'm going to stop a little early tonight. I've been going over quite a bit, and I've been getting a bit a little bit too late for my uh, healing. I'm still healing. I'm doing well, but the body is still healing, and I need extra rest. So I'm going to stop there after that wonderful pastime and remind everyone what we heard at the last part of this chapter. What is Christian consciousness? Enjoying to hear the pastimes of Krishna. It is as simple as that. And if you do that, then all the problems that you're going through will vanish. You don't even have to cross your fingers. It's a sure thing. Okay, Hare Krishna, we'll stop tonight. It's, it's close to 8, it's about 7.50. I just, I can't get over how wonderful hearing these simple pastimes in simple English, how wonderful it is. Wonderful Krishna. Hare Krishna. Vachimanjari said, Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Rati. Get those books out. Get that Harinam out. I live vicariously by watching your activities. <laughs> Krishna Primavati Devidasi. Jai Maharaj. Dandavat Panams to you and the devotees. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. is from Raja Lakshmi Hare Krishna Maharaj Oh Raja Lakshmi Hare Go Hare Bo My humble obeisance We're feeling your separation Sudevi Dasi Hare Krishna Maharaj You are my daily sanity in this insane world <laughs> Hare Krishna Well I got news for you This reading is my sanity also It's just as crazy for everyone Hare Bo
Sebastian Prabhu. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept Hare Bo, Bhakti Sebastian, Hare Krishna. All grace to Shri Gopakanya Devidasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all friends and followers of the of Maharaj's daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. All <laughs> glories to Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> all glories to the reading of Srila Prabhupada's books. From Brajaloka, Mataji. Yes, Brajaloka. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to your daily readings. I really liked that point that Mother Yasuda and Rohini were riding on the cart they talked to Krishna and Balaram, and feeling the pleasure of such talks, they looked very, very beautiful. Yes. Similarly, those devotees who are lovingly connected with the Lord, for His pure devotees, they become spiritually so beautiful and attractive. Yes. From Bhaktarupa Prabhu. Therefore, following on your st statement, the material problems are solved by spiritual solutions. You can't solve the, prop, the material problems of material existence with material solutions. Only spiritual solutions can solve those problems. Mm -hmm. Hare Krishna. Bhaktarupa Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Bhaktarupa. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai, glories to Prabhupada. Thanks for today's reading. I hope your health is good. I just remember how we heard the same pastime from you in the 10th canto when Gopal Rai, myself and the other Sankirtan devotees came to visit you in 2019. Oh, yeah. It was the day before my birthday and you mentioned how one should give cows in charity to the Brahmanas <laughs> on one's birthday in relation to what Mother Yasoda, Yashoda said to Krishna. I gave you my best cow in paper form and you graci graciously accepted her. I'm so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I still keep that picture of that cow. <laughs> I'm so grateful for such lovely memories with you. Thank you so much for these readings, Maharaj. They're like fresh air. Thank you, Hare Krishna. This is from Dachari Hari Prabhu. Daichari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Ogres to Shri Prabhupada and the service you are doing for him through these readings. Hare Krishna. We often hear that spiritual advancement is about being able to ask the right questions. Hmm. In fact, I've heard my own spiritual master, Devamrita Swami, say that the questions of the sages of Namisharanya Namisharanya in, in, in the first chapter of the first canto are almost as valuable as the answers because they are in relation to Krishna and Sutta Goswami congratulates them for the same reason yes absolutely absolutely I've also heard it is said I've also heard it said that in discourses on Krishna one who just hears gets one level of benefit but for one who hears properly and then inquires about what was said in the right attitude, the benefit is much greater because they actively participate in Krishna Kata. However, if the hero isn't actually qualified or has demoniac tendencies, 
Is it better that they just remain silent and be grateful for the chance to hear about Krishna with the understanding? Well, hearing about Krishna is pure devotional service. It's not that if you're hearing about Krishna, if you don't inquire, then there's something wrong with you, necessarily. I mean, Prabhupada would go and hear Bhakti Siddhanta just a few times in his life. And he never asked any question when he was hear, hearing his discourses. But he asked one one question in the beginning, the first time he met him, and just at the end, before he left. What can I do for you? How should I serve you? Pure, hearing is pure devotional service. But the point is, just like Jesus said, let those who have ears hear. Everyone has ears. What does it mean? Let those who have ears hear. Everyone's got ears. It means that we have to hear without false pride, without confusing things with our mental, you know, uh, adjustments. And we just have to hear. See, it sounds simple, but it's not easy to just hear without thinking things and doing things inside and mm -hmm. causing the sound to become contaminated. That I'm this this time of reading the Krishna book, I'm feeling this so strongly. The pleasure of just hearing these simple thoughts and and, and pastimes of Krishna. It, it's in itself enough. But we have to hear, really hear, with rapt attention. And that's the purpose of our following the regulative principles and during our sadhana bhakti, so that we can hear. Shavanam kirtanam. Hmm. Hearing and explaining is more important than just reading. Hare Krishna. A question yesterday wasn't very good and generally despite my pretenses at knowing things I question whether the things I have to actually say my capacity to inquire about things is actually beneficial for myself or anyone else. Who is that? Uh, same, same devotee. Who? Dachari Hari Prabhu. Oh, Dachari Hari Hari. Yeah, it's just because... Oh, I see. Mis uh, I see. Yeah. Okay, that's a continuation it's of continuation, his... continuation, yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, please therefore forgive the irony of the length of my question well when I said that the, when I said that pure devotional services is pure devotional service even if you don't question I didn't mean to say that you shouldn't question mm. <clears throat> It's a fact what, what uh, Devamrita Maharaj said that the questions, I mean the whole Vedic scriptures are, are in the format of questions and answers. Question and answers. So when we question and we get answers, it churns the ocean of the nectar. It makes it sweeter and tastier. Hare Krishna. So please continue to ask your questions. They're wonderful. Mm. 
This is from Anna Denin. What is Krishna consciousness? Enjoying to hear the pastimes of Krishna. It's as simple as that. Yes. And the answer is as simple as that. Yes. From Saloni Sachi Sundari. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Ogres to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. From Raja Lakshmi Mataji. Hare Krishna Raja Lakshmi. Hari Priya finished her exam. Both Hari and Madhav loved hearing the lovely pastimes today. Thank you, Maharaj. Thank you and thank them. Ananda Mochi Devidasi. Mataji. Hari Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Yes, we are enjoying hearing pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna. This is morning 3 a.m. So all day I have a chance to remember all these wonderful pastimes. Thank you so much, Gurudev. Today I'm also going to distribute books. Please bless me so that I can distribute Srila Prabhupada's books. Thank so be so it, much. so be it. You will, you will do it. Hare Krishna. From Yuvati Manjari. What? Oh, that's for, sorry. It's a different name on they put. This is from Yadutamap. Yadutamap, yes. Hare Krishna Gurudev, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Prabhupada. Is there significance of the Vrajavas is only getting to this point of Krishna's Lila? Is there a significance of the Vrajavas is only getting to this point of Krishna's pastimes? I don't have any idea what you mean. You mean because they just are with them in childhood and not later on Krishna never leaves Vrindavan the Brajbasi's pastimes with Krishna are eternal they're going on eternally every time a pastime of Krishna stops in this universe it immediately starts up in, a, in, a, in another universe and it's going on constantly with the Brajbasi's Krishna never, never leaves Vrindavan. Vasudev Krishna, the expansion of Krishna, leaves uh, Vrindavan and goes to Mathura and Dwarka and has the, his pastimes. It's not a different person, same person, but it's an expansion. So that's the reason why the Brajbasis are never bereft. and never bereft of anything because they're always associating with Krishna in Vrindavan. Hare Krishna. This is from Trevor. Trevor, probably. Hare Krishna, Gurudev. Please accept my humble obeisances. I'm still here aspiring to serve your lotus feet to the best of my ability. Well, uh, I think you tried to call me on the Skype today, Pranatakaruna. This is Trevor, I can't pronounce his last name, it's a funny last name. Oh, what are you doing? No, I don't think it's Pranatakaruna. What's his name? Trevor Krensilak. That's right. That's that's Pranatakaruna. 
And your your call, it rang, but it didn't show up on the Skype. So I have no idea why that is. But I'm glad that you called, and I'm glad to hear that you're still in Christian consciousness. I haven't, you haven't talked to me or called me in more than a year, so I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm here, Hare Krishna, for you. Hare Bol. This one, Rachimanjari. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai Rati. Thank you for your encouragement for preaching. Please bless us all again and again. We need it so much. I was wondering about something from a few nights ago. It may be another one of my silly mental questions. Please bear with me. You read about Krishna kicking the cart with his little legs. As far as I could hear, there was no mention of the cart being a demon. And yet I've heard that this was... It's not that every single detail is in the, the, the verses of the Srimad Bhagavatam. But yes, that that's Shakatasura. It is a cart demon and he was a demon. It's just that they weren't in those verses, that's all. Hmm. Nothing wrong. In the summary, it wasn't given. That's all. Prabhupada couldn't put everything in the summary. This is a very short summary of the 10th canto. Hare Krishna. Um, what about yesterday's question? What was yesterday's question? About uh, uh, preaching, whether we should preach differently if to rich person or to poor. Now, Sham Kishore is remembering a question that Rati Manjari asked yesterday, mm. but she asked it just after we stopped. Mm. So, I don't remember the question exactly, and his explanation is, I'm not sure how clear it is. If, if we should preach differently if we should people preach, who are rich, or if we should preach offer. differently to people who are rich or poor. Mm. Well, who is rich and who is poor? The people who are rich are the poorest, and sometimes the people who are poor are the richest. We shouldn't see people in terms of rich or poor. If we see like that, then we'll flatter rich to get money and uh, you know, ignore the poor because what, are the, what do they have to offer? Everyone is a part of Krishna. Yajgyatva na punar moham evam yasyasi pandava this is verse 35 of the fourth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita and this explains what the knowledge is that you get from the self-realized souls when you inquire submissively and serve and that knowledge is this you will never fall again into illusion because you will see that all living beings are but a part of the Supreme, or in other words, that they're mine. We should see everyone, rich, poor, or in between, as belonging to Krishna. And when we see someone as belonging to Krishna, if we're Krishna conscious, 
we will naturally feel an affection toward that person. This is the secret for how Krishna treated all these demons and gave them liberation even though he's killing them. He feels sorry for them because they're in such a sorry state. And then he delivers them because they're also parts and parcels of him. So, as ter in terms of should we preach differently to rich or poor, we have to preach to each person according to the time and circumstance. You know, may remember, pa pass me the first canto Bhagavatam. First canto Bhagavatam. It's the one with the. Well, you can't see the anymore. They changed it. Rather not talk about that. Hare Krishna. Okay, fourth chapter, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 4, Verse 1. All the answers are in these books. Please read these books. My message every day. Okay. Canto 1, Chapter 4, Text 1, Purport. Personal realization does not mean that one should, out of vanity, attempt to show one's own learning by trying to surpass the previous acharyas. He must have full confidence in the previous acharya and at the same time he must realize the subject matter so nicely that he can present the matter for the particular circumstances in a suitable manner. The original purpose of the text must be maintained. No obscure meaning should be screwed out of it, yet it should be presented in an interesting manner for the understanding of the audience. This is called realization. That answers the question fully. Shiva Prabhupada Ki Jai. Krishna Premavatsi Devidasi. Hare Krishna, Krishna Premavadu. Wonderful activities of the son of Nanda Ki Jai. Haribo. Thank you very much for answering both of my questions. It was from Rati Manjai. Thank you, Rati. Jai. I thank you all very much. You're giving me life. You're engaging me in pure devotional service. I'm so grateful. And I promise to do this as long as I can. As long as I have breath in my body, I will do this almost every day. Maybe not every day, but almost as, as much as possible every day. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Krishna book, ki jai. Samaveda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. Thank you everyone. Tune in tomorrow. Same place, same station, same time, same topic. The nectarian childhood pastimes of Lord Krishna 
in Vrindavan. Haribo, see you tomorrow.